Bokrodov, we are studying Tehillim. We are on chapter 53 of Tehillim. I want to point out uh, the opening verse to this Pasuk, to this Mismor, this 53. First of all, uh, if you look at the words, uh, to the conductor a, on a Mahalat instrument, a contemplative psalm for David. The, the, what's the best word for Nabal? The scoundrel says in his heart, there is no God. These people, the scoundrel has been corrupted. They've acted abominably and there is no one who does good. I want to now turn to, it means more we've done already. Chapter 14 of Tehillim. And if you look at the words, you'll see that they're almost the same. Chapter 14. It's, again, it's the, a very similar mizmor to the psalm that we saw before. However, the words are slightly different here and there. So what could be the explanation? Last time we explained that according to the Midrash, this Mizmor could be, one could be about the first temple, one could be about the second temple. According to the Radak, this Mizmor speaks about the wickedness of the enemies who are exiling Israel. And that would make it that the first Mizmor, which is you know similar to the second one, the first Mizmor is about the first temple and those who exiled us during the first temple period. Oh, welcome back. Welcome back. Nice to see you again. Um, we just got started. We're on Mizmor 53. Yes. I was also away for the past few days. Yes, I know. So, so um, the Mizmor, again, the Mizmor is the same, practically the same words as the 14th Mizmor. So according to the Midrash, because Mizmor's topic is about the evil of those who exiled on Israel, the first one in chapter 14 would be in reference to the first temple's destruction and those who exiled us then. The second Mizmor in chapter 53 would be about the second temple. Another possible interpretation is that we said that there were multiple, the, the, the organization of the Tehillim, of all of these Psalms, was done probably in the time of the Anshek and and they may have been various, various, uh, traditions of the different Mizmorim. So when they combined it into separate books, you know how we have the division of five books, right? So they they combined it and they put it into five books. They maintained all of the Mizmorim. And, so, and in one case, they had the, a Mizmor that we had two versions of it. So they just kept both in separate books, something like uh, along those lines. Now, there is a fascinating Radak that I want to bring to your attention. Again, he talks about you know, let me, let me first read the Mizmor quickly, because it's short. Mm-hmm. And then the Radak's opinion is that, again, this Mizmor is about the enemies of Israel who exiled us during, let's say, the first or the second temple, okay? And why do they have the gall to attack on Israel? Because the scoundrel says in his heart that there's no God. And they have been corrupted, and they acted abominably, and there's no one who does good. There not, no, none of these enemies are looking to do good. God looks down from the heaven to see if there's anybody who is uh, of understanding, who seeks out God. Is there anybody, any of these wicked people? Okay, now, in my opinion, according to the Peshat, you don't necessarily see so much how this is in reference to the Galut. 
Right. This could be I I could I could see myself speaking like this about uh, in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You go to that city and you see, mm-hmm. you know. So Elohim Mishamayim Mishkif Al Bnei Adam Lirata Ish Meskiv. God looks down from the heaven upon the people, and he sees and he says, "Is there anybody who's intelligent, who's who's understanding, who's seeking out God?" Rather, Kulosag Yachtab Neilahu. It has all gone sour, and they've all become befouled. Together, they've all become disgusting. Together, and also tov. There's nobody who does good. And come even one person, there is not that does good. The evil doers have the evil doers no knowledge. They who devour my people, as if eating bread. Elohim lo They did not call out to God. So so. Um, did they not realize that there is a God, these people, who are devouring my nation, like they're devouring bread? Maybe that's why the opinion is oh, that it's, it's like the, the ones who came in and took... Yeah, yeah, the ones who came in and attacked Am Yisrael, they devoured the nation, right? So that's why it's referring to the Galut, according to the Radat. And then, in Pasuk Vav, now he turns to the Tzadikim. He says, Sham pahadu fachad. There, the people, the Tzadikim, when the other nations were coming to devour them, they became very afraid. But there was nothing to be afraid. Because God scattered the bones of those who encamped against you. Okay, so turning to the tzaddikim who are terrified of the wicked, he says there's nothing to be afraid of because God is going to protect you and is going to destroy the enemies. Now he turns back in the same pasuk to the wicked. You have been put to shame. To the wicked, he says. And now he turns to the third person talking again about the wicked. And he says, for God has despised them. Now, I want to point something out in this pasuk. Why Tehillim is so hard to read. Because if you try to make sense of this pasuk, <laughs> the, the tenses are all... I, I, just, I just translated it very smoothly. But let's go, let's go through the pasuk one more time. Sham pahadu fachad. What is that? That's the third person talking about him or her or them. Uh, and that wasn't the pronoun. I wasn't talking about pronoun. I'm talking about the third person. Them, talking about them, they were afraid. Lo but there was nothing to be afraid of. Ki Elohim pizar atzmot chonach. Because God has scattered the bones of your enemies. So he said, they were afraid, but don't be afraid, because God has scattered your enemies' bones. He already changed tense from third person to second person. Okay? Hevi shota, now he's talking second person, but he's saying you've, you've been ashamed talking to the enemy. So he's still talking in second person, but he changes the focus to the second person to the enemy. Now he's talking to the enemy, like saying... Paint, like playing tennis. Yeah, that you've become... Uh, that you've become... You've been put to shame. Ki Elohim me'asam. For God has despised them talking in third person about the enemy again. Okay, so he went... Third person, second person to the Tzadikim, second person to Rishayim, and the third person about the Rishayim. All in one pasuk. Okay? So, sometimes when I miss class in the morning, you see, it's because I'm scared, I'm scared of, uh, you know, I'm scared of what we're about to be reading. Okay, pasuk Zayin. Pasuk 7, Mi ten mitzion, Yeshuat Yisrael, may the salvation of Israel come from Tzion, from Zion, Beshuv Elohim Shevut when God restores the captives of His people, Yagel Yaakov Ismach Israel, Yaakov will rejoice and Israel will be Amen. exultant, will be super happy. We should see the Geula. Now I want to read, again, that's probably the driving pasuk behind the whole idea that this, this whole Mizmor is about the Geula and the Galut. Okay? Now, 
if you look, what was the previous uh, chapter that we read? 52. What was that about? It was about when Doeg Adomi yes. came and ratted out the Kohanim to Shaul. Yes, we went back to for, King, King David. Yeah, for helping David, right? Yes. And then Shaul ended up sending Doeg to kill all of the Kohanim. Okay? That was chapter 52. Yes. Whenever Doeg Adomi came and he told Shaul about what the, the Kohanim did for David, that they should go and they should kill the, the Kohanim. So that means more is about the enemies of David t- trying to catch him. Now the next Mizmor is Mizmor number 54. What is that about? When David ran away to the south, he ran away to Yehuda, there was a city called Zif. And he ran away amongst them and they ratted David out to Shaul. So David had to run away again. Okay. So this Mizmor is also about the enemies of David ratting him out to Shaul. So we have 52 with Shaul, with Doeg ratting out David to Shaul. Then 54 with the Zephim ratting out David to Shaul. And then we have armies more in the middle, which talks about the eventual uh, return from exile. So the Radak has a beautiful, beautiful piece. I want to read it for you now. We're sandwiched in between these two pieces. Radak. Radak on Pasuk Bet. Kivar perash nuzea mismor lemala besefer arishon. We already explained this mismor in the first book because it's identical to the first mismor that we saw. Ve'ata shana oto hena ve'milot shonot u'me'at. And now we have the same mismor but in slightly different wording. With slightly different wording. Ukvar perash no oto shum medeber ala galut u'msayim b'shu'ah. We said that this mismor speaks about the exile and ends with the salvation. And the reason that it was included in Tehillim specifically here, between the matter of Doeg Hadomi and the Zifim, both of whom ratted out David, to compare David's situation to the situation of the Mashiach, the future Mashiach that will be for Am Yisrael. Just like David was hoping to become the king, and also the good people in Israel were hoping for his kingship. But then there were evil people amongst the people, amongst Am Israel, that were conspiring against David to kill him. Like Doeg and the Zifim people. And God, He nullified their wishes and He brought back their plans upon their head. And the kingdom of David did end up successfully getting established. This is also the matter of Israel today. For the nations try to destroy us in every generation. And they insult us for our hope in the Mashiach, son of David. And they say that it will never happen. Your Mashiach will never come. And even when the Mashiach comes, they will also try to attempt to kill him and to nullify his kingship. Meaning there are a few proofs that the nations will try to even destroy him. And then he finishes off by saying 
that the same way that they try to destroy, they will try to destroy our Mashiach, and David's kingdom ended up getting established, so too will the Mashiach, his son, be established despite the fact that there, that there are enemies currently and that there will be enemies in the future. So, yeah, it's a beautiful Radak in which he spells out the hope of Am Israel for the kingship to be reestablished. Baruch Amen. Amen.